understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Hurley, and I know you're tuning in ready for 15-Minute Friday, but I've got a little something different for you today. It's a little bit longer. I guess you could call it like a special edition episode. I just joined my fiance on his podcast, Escaping the REI Newbie Zone for people in real estate. And we talked about dating an entrepreneur. And as you guys know, we're now both entrepreneurs, but the first three and a half years of our relationship, I was not. And my fiance was well into his entrepreneurship journey, like six years. I think he had been an entrepreneur for five, four, four or five years when we met. He's now been one for over 10 years. And so we talked deeply about the difference in dating an entrepreneur versus maybe possibly not dating one, what some of our struggles were in our relationship, what my struggles were with growth, personal development, changing my mindset, what some of our arguments looked like, what we did when it came to contending for time with each other's businesses, because dating an entrepreneur or business owner is extremely difficult because you become a contender for their time. And so we were super honest and vulnerable. I think this episode is really bomb and is really going to enlighten some people. So without further ado, this special episode is Christopher Bruce, my fiance, and I talking about dating and entrepreneurship. All right, welcome everybody to another podcast episode I'm your host, Chris Bruce, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to today's show. Now, before we get into today's guest, I want to make sure that you haven't, if you haven't already, subscribed to the podcast. We are on all platforms. We are on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We are on Stitcher as well as TuneIn. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. That way, once these come fresh off the press, you'll get notified. We drop episodes every Tuesday and every Friday. I want to make sure you don't miss a beat. Now, today, uh, like I said on the intro, a lot of you have been asking me about what it takes to build a business and keep a relationship. So I felt that the best that you hear it first from my fiance. You hear the struggles, you hear the challenges, you hear the good things, the bad, the ugly. For any of you that are in a relationship, for any of you that are in a marriage, things that you can be able to apply in your own situation, or even if you aren't and you're thinking about dating, what things to really be ready for, what you're going to be getting yourself into just to happens if you are dating entrepreneur, if you are not going to be dating entrepreneur. All right, so let's go ahead and wait no further and introduce my fiance, my guest today, Jessica, soon Uh, to be Bruce. (laughs) I've never heard you say that out loud. Well, good. Get used to it. Did you tell them that you copied me? Because I release episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. I might have took that out of my book. <laughs> your, your book, excuse me. I might have. Maybe. I don't know. Thank you for having me, though. Yeah, I'm glad to get you on to the episode. I'm so, excited to have an honest conversation. Uh, this will be good. First time I've ever brought anybody that's close to me at, at this point in my life on the podcast. So this is very personal, guys. You're not going to hold anything back, right? Right. All promise. Right. Perfect. So... Let's talk about when you first heard 
about me owning a business? What was your first thoughts about that? Honest? Yes, please. I thought it was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's I, funny. I remember the first couple times I stayed the night with you, and your phone was going off in the middle of the night. And, of course, any normal female would be like, who is texting this man that I think I might be falling in love with in the middle of the night? Right. And you'd always show to me just to prove to me, oh, this isn't anyone texting me. These, this is money coming in. You know, and it'd be $150, $250 here. Bing, 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 bing. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm dating someone that's running a scam. Right. <laughs> and that's on the digital marketing side of things. So what about, like, the real estate side of things? Me actually flipping houses. Like, Did you understand that at all? The close-minded me five years ago, I didn't understand it, and I also found it hard to believe because you don't have a degree. Got you me. don't have a college degree. Right. You don't have a realtor's license. Right. And so that was so green to me. So I was like, um, he might be lying. Like I, I just wasn't sure, and I thought I knew so many men your age, and it just none of it seemed to line up at the time. So it was hard to believe, honestly. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And just to kind of give a background, of your background, right? To give an overview, I should say more so of your background. You have graduated from school, is it correct? What you're trying to say is that I have a master's degree. Well, you have not just a master's degree, but you have several degrees. Name all the degrees you have <laughs> and in the field of degrees. I have an associate's degree, which is just a general AA. Right. I have a bachelor's degree in what's called recreation and leisure services and a master's in business administration. Wow. So you have hit the highest pinnacle of success or achievement when it comes to college degrees. Outside of a doctorate, yes. Right. Perfect. Okay. And did you always envision yourself going to college and achieving this type of success? By 19, yeah. Not as a young person. Right. Absolutely not. Right. But yes. I thought I honestly thought that was the only way. Okay. And just clarification, did you ever see yourself dating someone exactly like you for, with those accolades like having was that like a prerequisite that they had to have a absolutely right listen drop the list because you were everything that i was supposed to stay away from right at the time in my mind i wanted i thought for the boxes to be checked for the person to be significantly right enough for me they needed to not have any children they needed to have a degree mm -hmm. if not a master's degree on my level mm -hmm. hard working making a decent salary intelligent and then outside of that, you could even go into the physical attributes right. that, so yeah, I absolutely thought you were all the things that were the furthest away from that list. Gotcha. So <laughs> far as an entrepreneur, what you thought about entrepreneur, use as a word, but just running a business, what was your thoughts on that? What did you take us back five years ago? What is your view on entrepreneurship? Oh my, man, they say when you go. Like when you go forward, you don't go backwards. And it's so hard to think about my mindset back mm. then. But I literally think at that time, I probably thought entrepreneurship was either people lying and saying they were an entrepreneur because they were in an MLM or some type of like consulting role at a large network marketing company, mm. or you had to own a storefront mm. okay. or be an investor to a franchise or I knew nothing of the sort of an entrepreneur, anything in between. Gotcha. Okay. So without a physical location, we actually seeing you Correct. be able to serve customers, it just didn't make any sense to you. It didn't make any sense. Gotcha. Okay. Or you're scamming. Right. Or you're scamming. <laughs> okay. So what was the time period where you said, okay, this man isn't scamming. He actually has a pretty semi-successful or pretty 
legit, as we could say, business. That came on fairly quickly. One was getting to know the people that you surrounded yourself with. You surrounded yourself with very quality people that were in the real estate industry as well that I met very quickly. And then two, I realized it was very real and you were very successful when I saw how much time you invested in it mm. and the things that you knew that I did not understand. So many long nights, so many nights where we were supposed to have a date night and then do something afterwards. And I ended up staring at the TV or the wall while you worked until 2 a.m. Because you were just so committed and so driven to your vision, which at the time I, I remember not even understanding the vision. Mm -hmm. I understood that what you were doing was real quickly, probably within the first six months, the vision that was difficult. Right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's get into the difficulties and the time contending with, of going against the business. Was that something that you could foresee yourself seeing that you want to spend time with your partner, but you're really contending with this business that this person is growing that is has this massive overview of what he has a vision for taking the company, right? So how hard, how difficult was that saying like, man, I want to have a date night, but no, you're standing in front of your computer all night. I think, and I'm not speaking for all women, but I'm going to speak for some and myself especially is I think it's so hard for us to not look at, you know, they say you'll invest time in the things you want. What do mm-hmm. you, you always see those memes online where they'll be like, oh, girl, if he don't text you back, then it's not that he's that busy. He just invests the time in what he wants to invest. Right. And it's so hard for us to look at the investment of time any other way. Mm-hmm. Females were like, well, girl, if he's focused on other stuff than you, then you ain't the one. Mm-hmm. And that it took me a very long time to grasp that your investment into your business several times over me was not related to my lack thereof to provide in our relationship or be involved or your feelings for me or anything. It was literally because, and now I get this now, especially as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but when you have a very clear vision of where you're going, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to let your foot off the gas. Yeah, absolutely. And it took me a really long time to understand that you were just literally focused on your business. And that was entirely separate from your effort and wants and desires for our relationship. Right. And be honest. Did you question about Absolutely. the relationship? Absolutely. Because you're so used to you dating someone that gives you a lot of the time that you need. And it just doesn't make sense. Think about this. And I'm sure there's women or men that know women like this listening. It is so hard for you to time and time again, choose your business over me. Like, hey, let's have a date night. And you're like, oh, I got to finish this project. I got to do this. I got to do that. And literally... I'm in your house and you don't talk to me for four or five hours because your head's dove into the computer. And it is so hard for us not to go look in the mirror or get in the car the next day and be like, what's wrong with me? Right. Why do you not focus? What is, am I not skinny enough? Am I not sexy enough? Am I not entertaining enough that you can choose work, which to me sucks over me? Right. It's so hard to not be self-reflective in moments like that when we feel rejected. Absolutely. Okay. And let's talk about the challenges of of mindset stuff. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> Plenty of arguments have started yes. due to us not necessarily being wrong or right, but just having a different shift, a different outlook on a lot of different things. So let's kind of talk about that. As you know, entrepreneurship brings a lot of self development. It, it takes a lot of time of re going through your life and looking at all the effed up stuff that you've been through 
and dissecting it and then really getting rid of it to move forward. But there's been challenges with that because of one person is really into this stuff and another person isn't. So let's kind of talk about like the self-development piece. Did you feel like I was just trying to change you when I was talking about self-development stuff? We don't have hours, so I'm going to shorten (laughs) (laughs) So the best way I can explain it is when I first really got to know you, I was like blown away that you were so well-read. Like you read a lot. You were obsessed with reading and you still are. I mean, we've got shelves and shelves and shelves of books right now. But I remember... Man, I can't even explain that. I did not understand self-development at the time. I did not. I was extremely focused on goal setting, hitting the goal, knocking it out of the you park. You're overachiever. I'm an overachiever. And then moving on to the next goal. Self-development, self-reflective, what was going on with me internally, personally, mentally, I never knew. Never focused on it. So when you would say, you just need to work on yourself, you need to try reading this book, or I remember saying to myself, will you stop? There's nothing wrong with me. Why would I read a book about self-development when nothing's wrong with me? And I think that's the image that a lot of people have about therapy and self-development right now. Even though it's the hottest topic, it's so hard that if you don't come from that environment or you don't know people or you've never seen how it helps people to understand what it can do for you, mind, body, and soul. And at the time... We were literally breaking apart in a successful relationship because I could not grasp what you meant by you need to work on yourself. Because to me, that meant something was wrong. And how dare you tell me something's wrong when I've achieved all these things? This doesn't make any sense. Nobody ever tells me anything's wrong. And you were like, I'm not telling you anything's wrong. I just want you to continue to grow. And I'm like, what the F does that mean? (laughs) I could not. I didn't. I was so gray and blind to it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And at times, I remember when some of our biggest arguments were simply over that. Yeah. It was simply, I go to, I remember very clearly, <laughs> can never forget this time. Before I went to Thailand, I went to this event. Called Landmark. Yeah, Landmark Forum. A lot of you may have heard about it. Look it up if you haven't. Some people think it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it may be, just a disclaimer. I don't know. But... I went to this three-day intensive landmark forum, and it was really about self-development, really about getting past creating a narrative around something that happened. And our brains always do this. We see something that happened, and we create the narrative of what we thought that happens instead of actually getting the real story behind it. The story we tell ourselves. Right. So, like, I remember clearly I was getting an argument about that because I was like, hey, you're running a racket. What are you doing? (laughs) Yes, yeah, I was saying this language and terminology that I learned that we. Or I'd say something and you'd be like, "That's not true. That's just a story you're telling yourself. What is the real story?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And you're like, "That's not real. This there's something underneath that." And I was just so. Yeah, I remember, and it happened to be a time when we were moving into a brand new place, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This place is cursed. We're about to end this relationship. We just signed this lease, and this is the worst thing I could have done. Planet Earth." Like, why did I do this? I should have just stayed at West Chase and whatever. But like, or West Shore, excuse me. But it's crazy because I even remember when you paid for me to go. That was the crazy thing about it, ladies and gentlemen. She paid for me to go to this thing, which started an argument. Listen, listen. You could skydive and I'll never go and I'll pay for it. You could go to Landmark Forum at the time and I'll pay for it. I love to see you happy. I just didn't understand how, at the time, I did not understand how to get on your level. Right. So when you went to Landmark Forum, right, your experience, (laughs) (laughs) what was that like? I didn't have the same experience, but now I can look at it 
So I think you thought you were going to send me there and it was going to change me. I was like, please, God. <laughs> I ask you, in Jesus' name, I pray, to change this woman's insight. First of please. all, make sure that no one thinks I'm a bad person. <laughs> nah, listen, I wouldn't have stayed with her if she was a bad person. It was just a very different shift. The thing about people, Mentally. Mentally, yeah. The thing I want to talk about before I let you continue is that, and you, I'm going to agree or disagree with this, but when you are on a self-development upward stream, right? You're on this journey, as I can say. If you feel like your partner is not on the same journey as you, you can quickly outgrow each other. You can quickly start to see that there's just different views that causes a lot of different friction and places that it shouldn't or situations where it shouldn't. And when that was happening a lot, it was starting for us to question, is this meant for us to be together? All the other boxes check off that we didn't think that did, but this is a big challenge, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so it even got to a point where I was even looking at other women at times. I was even seeking and see if maybe there's someone that might be out there that even though this person is, again, checks out all boxes that I can think of, beautiful, intelligent, overachiever, very selfless, focuses on the other partner, wants to make sure that they're happy, wants to make sure that the other person is happy more than herself. But we just couldn't get out of eye when it came to this this mindset stuff, this, this self-development, this growth. And so it was like, sometimes I wouldn't even find myself trying to see if I could find other women, right? But it's crazy that that's not like that now. Right. Like that shift happened. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, your, your experience with Landmark. I didn't have the same experience. I thought I was going to go and then the light, the doors were going to be open and the lights were going to be cut on in my mind. And this is all of a sudden I was going to understand Chris better. And maybe, no, shoot, maybe that's where I went wrong is I was, I went with the intentions of trying to understand you better. Mm. And what I came out of it was I just had no revelation. It didn't feel like anything changed it. But I know now looking on it, you have to be in a space where you're ready for that. Right. You and can't you, force it. You can't force it. And you have to be in a space where you're ready you know where you're going. You know what it can do for you, how powerful it is to better understand yourself and be willing to grow mentally and just be willing. And you know what else it is? Self-development calls for constructive criticism mm. and responsibility. Mm, yeah. So it calls for, okay, I'm really bad at this. I have to take responsibility for this. Yeah, I hear you when you, like, it, acknowledgement. Like hearing someone say that you're telling yourself a story about the way your father treated you when you were five years old and what's black and white about that is black and white. The rest of it is a story you're making up. And so now you're holding other people in your life accountable because of it. Some people are not ready for that. Yeah, that's a lot. Take I was not ready for that because at the end of the day, it was me. And I know I sound like such a perfectionist when I say this, but at the end of the day, all of that was me having to take responsibility that my life was not perfect. Regardless of all the accomplishments, I still internally was messed up. Mm-hmm. And I was never going to be able to be in a two-person partnership and become one if I didn't understand myself better. Right. And that was me being able to first look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to look in the mirror. Yeah. I was so good at making other people happy, being persuasive, knowing how to direct conversations, be the perfect people person. But um, being perfect for me, knowing me, <laughs> that was a whole... You could ask me anything, but if you ever said, Jessica, what do you want? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I want to make other people happy. Okay. So let's talk about the shift. How the hell did you shift into starting to seek out this stuff? How did you even become an entrepreneur? So I tried 50, 50 11 times and it <laughs> did, never worked. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if you believe in, if you're spiritual or you believe in God, but um, 
you can pray for something and receive it and it just won't be the way that you expected. And of course it was not the way we expected. Mm -hmm. The birth of our son early was absolutely will be forever what changed my life. He was born three months early. Nobody knew if he was going to survive. We spent the first month of the three months he spent in the NICU questioning his life. Nobody could tell us if he was going to make it. And I remember being numb throughout the whole experience, finding ways to find hope, kind of just muddling through it. But after we brought him home, when he finally came home after 82 days, I experienced a bliss that I didn't even know existed. Mm. And I feel like it was not what everyone else talks about, how it's like, oh, there's this connection with your child and you become a mother. And it, it wasn't that. It was just like this, life is so different than I thought it was. You have this little resilient child in your home now. You have a man that is lives life on his own terms. And the only person that's holding this entire family back is you. Mm. But I that sounds so derogatory, but it wasn't. It's just all of a sudden things were just so clear for me. And being able to be on maternity leave, most people I've been working since I was 15 years old, grinding towards something all the time. I had never stopped, never. And so to be home on maternity leave for three months with my son and you and be in our home and realize how great our life was and really get to experience your life from your side, from your view. Because I was at work every day when you were being an entrepreneur. So to experience life on your terms, from your view, I was like, oh. Oh, this is great. But I still did not start looking for self-development because I wanted what you had. Right. I just had survived what felt like trauma. Yeah. And then after we got to the other side of that, I said, I want to, if my son can survive this and we can survive this, I want to be a better person. Mm. I want to give more to the world. I want to do more, be more. I don't want to just keep checking these ridiculous goals off my list and then what's next what's next what's next yeah it just really made me question my entire life and yeah. i just dove head first all of a sudden everything made sense i remember when at times <laughs> so many different times but you was kind of like let me help you out with your business and i would always tell you no 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 this isn't for you this isn't for you but it's because i knew that something was for you see one thing i told jessica when i first met her that she has a big heart and that she wants to serve the world. But her mindset was, I can only serve the small community around me, people that are local that I can touch, that I can see. And I told her, I hope she remembers, mm-hmm. one of our first times we hung out in Miami was that you could serve a world at a much bigger scale, was that you could serve the world and serve so many more people. You can touch so many more lives if you just open your mind up a little bit more. And I don't know if you really agree with me at that time. I totally disagreed with you. Yeah. I just, oh my God, I remember, I feel like I'm trying to take off a tight leather jacket just saying this, but I remember there were times where you would say things to me and I was like, stop trying to change me. Like I have dead set decided who I am. Right. And I was like, will you stop? Like to me, it felt like you were telling me that's not good enough. Mm. And that I was used to everyone like, you're so great. Things are so great. You do so well. You have so many people. I was getting praised all the time. And then here comes this man trying to tell me about myself who ain't even got a college degree. I was like, if you don't get out of here. But if you've ever read this somewhere or someone's ever told you this, and I mean it from the bottom of my soul, it was very uncomfortable for somebody to come tell me or do something besides praise. But it was exactly what I needed. Mm. I needed a partner. You push me on another level from expectations to goal setting to actionable steps 
and you do it in the most graceful way possible. And now I'm serving thousands right. and thousands and thousands of people in different countries everywhere. Yeah, you're literally getting people, again, from all, like you said, all countries that are hearing a voice. You're a voice in somebody's head all around the world now. Who would have mm, ever thought? Never. Would I have never? I thought that I was created to help 20, 30 people in a small community and be there for them every day. And that was how I was put on this earth to change the world. But I can access so many more people now right? because of that push. Yeah. And But push, people pushing you is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like I said, throughout this whole conversation, it's acknowledging that you can do better. Yeah. It's hard. That's hard. It is. All right. So we're not going to keep this too, too long, but let's talk about, so let's push a little bit, right? Now you are a voice. You have your own podcast now. You have your own uh, agency now. You obviously have delved into the self-development world. How is life now? Since you got over that hump, right? That push that, all right, I'm into this now. This is my work now. How's life now? It's amazing. And it's also given me the clarity on a lot of the things that you went through mm. throughout a relationship, which I just felt like there were some times where you were explaining things to me and we would argue. First of all, we barely argue. We hardly argued as it was. Yeah. Like we're just bringing up the bad times to explain to how this was a strain on our relationship, but right. we hardly ever argued. Yeah. But we don't argue anymore at all. Right. And it just brought clarity to so many of those conversations because when you were trying to explain stuff to me, it was like, you were throwing them down a black hole. Like I don't under, yeah. and even if I could acknowledge it, I could not wrap my brain around some of the things you were telling me. Right. And one of the things you always, I think a few years in, you very clearly were able to acknowledge and it was news to you too. You were kind of like, Oh, it was something we both kind of uncovered together mm-hmm. that I absolutely, I feel like it's like, this is what I hold as an understanding now more than ever is you have to be so vulnerable when you run a business on your own that is personal to you. Mm-hmm. Let me break that down. When you are your brand, whether you have an agency like me or you have a business like you do, but you are your brand, you are the face of your brand, you are the creation of your creator of your products, you are the success and the death of your business. Absolutely. So that requires a level of vulnerability. That is why self-development is so important. Mm. And one of the biggest issues in our relationship for a while was on my side was my mindset. On your side was your level of vulnerability. Absolutely. You could not be vulnerable with me on a level that I was looking for. And now I, and you're much better now. Kudos to you. But why is because the level of vulnerability you have to have with your business. It was like by the time you got to me, you were spent. Yeah. You were spent. Yeah. And I get it now too sometimes. Now I come downstairs and I'm like, I don't want to talk about nothing. <laughs> don't talk to me about nothing. It's been a long day. Let's just eat dinner yeah. and chill out. Because yeah. you put so much into it. And if, if someone requires self-development too, but if somebody scorns you or returned your products or tells you so, that is a direct reflection that you take personally on to you. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is like getting in a boxing ring with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. You Hopefully, you know, you can miss a few swings but a couple of those times go land and it's gonna hurt hurt it is going to hurt and you really like i said the personal development has to be there because if you're not strong enough you will fold fold absolutely you walk out that ring and say i give up yeah so it's just so peaceful now it's such a bliss now that we both are on the same page we're on the same journey together now as entrepreneurs we understand each other when i know that you might not have had a good day i know exactly what needs to go 
what needs to happen, excuse me, for you to let it go and move on. You know exactly when I'm having a bad day in my business, right? You know exactly how to console me and get me back to, okay, things is, we'll start over the next day. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's not focus on today. Today is over with, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the good thing about when you are dating an entrepreneur that you do have now the same mindset. You have the same growth. You guys can now go to the same conferences. You can start reading the same books, all these different things. And we it spend just a lot more time together now. Yeah, we spend <laughs> a lot more time together now, you know. You just quit your job, what, April, May? April. So a few months, just quit your job, which, once again, that is huge, right? Because being a person that you're doing this full-time now, you are dependent on your own success, right? That is a very scary road. I'm pretty sure you probably never thought in your lifetime. Not never. But you did it. You did it pretty much the same way I did it. You didn't have a lot of fear at all. Like uh-uh. it was, There might have been just a little any teeny wince, but like it wasn't really. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to leave on your own terms and leave where you're confident that you can produce these efforts to the world in exchange of getting money. Your value is to the world in exchange they give you currency. So I knew when it was when it was time it was extremely clear to me. Yeah. It was very clear to me. I knew exactly when it was time. But one of the things that I hold most valuable that you told me that was the best advice I ever followed and that you don't always give good advice. I'm not saying everything you say is correct. She's a hater. <laughs> But one of the things you told me early on, because I started, everyone, oh, you quit your job. Like, but I started this a year and a half ago. I started the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I remember wanting to quit at the end of 2018. And you told me, because I was so busy. I was like, Chris, I got a full-time job now. And I feel like I'd be telling people, I didn't have any full-time job. I was a director. I was overseeing several staff. I was providing support and oversight to people in like 20 different cities. Right. Like it was a very tasking job with my phone ringing all the time. My second phone, not my personal phone. Right. So I'm like, Chris, I got a full-time job. We got a one-year-old. I'm running a business on the side. I got four, five, seven. One time I had seven clients. I remember I had seven clients on the Mm. side and I was coming home. We were Uber eating everything. Yeah. And I was working until one o'clock in the morning every night. And there was one point where I was like, this is entrepreneurship, right? I got to quit my job because look at all these clients I got. Look what I'm doing. And and you said to me, if you can't manage it and make the money that you think you can make with a full-time job, I don't know what on earth would make you think you can do it without a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And that just made me like, kick it into gear yeah. and it made me realize it wasn't about because I kept saying to you I can't scale I've got yeah. seven clients right now I can't scale I can't take on another single client because I got a full-time job and you said well then obviously you need to change something and your business isn't ready to go full-time yet mm-hmm. because if you can't make the money you're looking for now you won't be able to make it if you quit your job right and that made me change my entire business model and it was exactly what I needed to do mm-hmm. but at the time I was like oh I got something that works let's go baby let's go <laughs> yeah. and you were right if you can't I hear people say this all the time I get clients all the time that say you know well I got a full-time job and I'm only trying to do a little bit of this but I, but then you want to make a lot of money if you can't do it with a full-time job yeah uh you're not gonna be able to do it without one no no because having a job and running a business part-time is the, the good thing is that you get to take the income that you get from your full-time job to invest now, it's a starter kit. Yeah, don't go out there like I'm just gonna go full force. You don't have any money to invest. You end up back at a job. Yep. Before you know it. Yep. So since we get close to ending this conversation, this great conversation, I hope you guys are enjoying this. And if you are, make sure you tag us on Instagram at Detroit Mogul and at Jessica Hurley, Hurley underscore afterwards. Yeah. Okay. You don't know my Instagram? I don't. 
You like just learned my phone number. Basically. Y'all beg for a part two so that I can <laughs> ask him the questions. <laughs> Maybe. So where you're at right now. Yeah. Right. You're an entrepreneur. You are a successful entrepreneur. You're growing a business. For those people that are in a relationship right now, I want this a twofold question. Someone that is an entrepreneur and dating one that is not an entrepreneur, what's your advice? And then what's your advice for someone that is dating an entrepreneur and they're an entrepreneur as well? So if you are dating someone and you're not an entrepreneur. Yeah, what's your advice for them? I don't know if this stands for everyone, mm-hmm. but I feel like everyone I talk to has the same problem. Mm-hmm. Every person I've ever talked to that is an entrepreneur is saying I, it's hard because my spouse or my significant other doesn't understand me. And if you are the one dating that person, I get your drift. It's just like talking to a wall. Mm. I could not see what you could see. It was so hard. And one of the most difficult things for me to grasp was I am known for the advice I give people. Like, let me just pat myself on the shoulder for a second. Uh, People be like, oh, you give the best advice. Like, people call my phone. When Cam was born, people were coming by. And I remember you saying, they're not here for Cam. They're here to talk to you because they haven't talked to you in a month. Like, so, because people would just come on and sit on the couch and talk. And I could not give you advice. Yeah. I could not console you. I would come home from work and you would be like, I had such a bad day. And I'd listen and try to give you advice. And I could feel it was like talking to a wall because you were just like, you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what you're talking about. Right. And I know a lot of people probably listen to this and they're thinking like, well, me and my partner do two completely different things. And we've been working out for this long and this long. I understand that. But one thing that we had to come to terms with and acknowledge in a relationship, and I don't want people to think they have to become an entrepreneur, was that it was extremely important that we had similar mindsets, not similar businesses. Mm. I didn't have to become a part of your business. I did not have to make as much money as you. This was not like you were standing in the kitchen saying, if you don't make as much money as me, you got to go. No, it was that I understood how important self-development was and what it takes to establish a business. What you go through mentally on a day-to-day basis, I need to be able to understand that. And so my suggestion for someone that is not an entrepreneur is to really, really give that person some grace. Mm. Read some of those books he's reading or she's reading. Mm. Understand that if you look at all the personality types, it takes a certain type of personality to be an entrepreneur. So they've got a different hue of life. They've got a different way of looking at life. And so that is not your average. They're not average. They're not entrepreneurs are not here or put on earth to be average. So be willing and open-minded to understand what, their mind sees what that life looks like for them what their goals are what they want life to look like in the end make sure your end goals are the same or your what you're achieving as a family unit or as as a couple looks Mm. the same because y'all be having some far out dreams like (laughs) okay and i'm gonna change the part two question so what advice would you give to someone that is not yet dating but they are an entrepreneur and they want to get into the dating world oh my god would you, should they date an entrepreneur or should they, what would that advice look like? Man, I'd hate to even say that this way. <laughs> oh my God. Because I, I'm trying to frame this, but you and I did have to come to terms with that for years right. as an entrepreneur. When yeah. I was not one, you thought that I checked all the boxes and I didn't need to be an entrepreneur and I don't want to have to change you and you're very successful in your own right, right. And I respect that a lot, but I did not get you. Yeah. And when I finally was very close to entrepreneurship and doing a lot of self-development, that's when you kind of realized it. Like you were like, oh, like I loved you, but I love you this way because you get me. And so, and now as an entrepreneur, as a successful business person, 
I feel like sometimes I can't have I, I can't have conversations with regular people. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy, right? Yes. Because you don't want to you don't want to feel like you're bigger than somebody. Yes. I don't want you to be like, oh, so you think you better than me? Right. Because I don't. I'm okay with everybody and where they're at in their place in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you make $12 an hour or you make a 300000 as a financial advisor. I don't care. Right. However you get it is how you get it. Mm -hmm. But as an entrepreneur, this stuff is on my mind 90% of the day. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to have any other conversation with you unless we're just cutting loose and yeah, exactly. having fun and talking about life right. about anything else. The other stuff that the, the nonsense and stuff, it's kind of hard to really engage oh, yeah. in those conversations anymore now. Oh, we can't talk about drama. I don't care about what your sister's doing. <laughs> I don't care about what's going on with your coworkers, right. like or why all of self development has taught me that literally none of those things yeah. matter. What you take personally is what you take personally. That's your problem. That's your personal problem. Mm -hmm. And so I look at dating and having a best friend, which I think if you talk to me about dating any day, I'll always say that's the most important thing yeah. is that you hands down are my partner in crime. You right. are my best friend yeah. is I would expect my best friend to understand me. People that have been able to stay through with me on this journey as friends have been people that understand the entrepreneurship side of what I'm doing. Some of them are actually becoming. They're becoming <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so it's so sad to say, and I know someone's going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's so one-sided. But your whole life requires a executive decision and a significant change and altering who you're around in order for this to work. Yeah. Because if you don't, that's the percentage of people that it doesn't work for. Yep. And you're law, you think about it. You're, they always say you're the average of the five you hang around the most. You're a partner you're hanging around the most. Yeah. Right. So if there's a limited mindset and in, in, in even, for instance, you wanting to make a bigger investment to get to a bigger level, but you're like, oh, what, what, what are you doing? Uh, uh Keep our money safe. You don't don't do that. And you're not allowed to take the risk that you need to as a business owner. You can limit your growth because of that. And that's the challenges that we wanted you guys to hear about. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, if you enjoyed it, please tag us on our social medias best is instagram at detroit mobile at jessica hurley underscore any last thoughts you want to say to the audience first time being on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's the shit he knows everything about real estate he's been i watch him do this day in and day out trust me when i tell you all his advice is super super solid and on a personal note i love you and i'm so proud of you and thank you for motivating our whole family all of us to you just get up and get to it every day with a, the biggest smile on your face. And I have so much respect for that. Oh, I love you too. It's the <laughs> nicest word she's ever said this year. <laughs> All right, guys, you know my quote, don't live the dream, live your dream. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.